You are now listening to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast with Matt and Steve. Welcome to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast where we are mowing down barriers to excellence in the lawn care profession. I am Cornell Mack. And I am Cedric Still. Today we are coming at you with another guest interview. It is the new year. We are coming with some new flavor. And today we have none other than the host of the Growing Green podcast, Mr. Jeremiah Jennings. How you doing, my man? I'm doing awesome, uh, Cornell. Cedric, thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to see what we get into. It's fun seeing uh, fun seeing new podcasts pop up around the industry, just more education, more things going out so more people, more people can learn and grow their businesses and their lives. And I just, uh, I'm excited to see what we get into today. Me too, bro. Um, so before we even get started in, in everything, let's just go through a little rundown for maybe people who don't know who Jeremiah Jennings is. Can you tell us a little bit about your business and a little bit about the podcast? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so like I said, thanks for having me on. We are actually, uh, I have a landscaping business, lawn and landscape business down in Birmingham, Alabama. We started four years, just finished year four, uh, heading into year five. So I actually worked, I was homeschooled in high school, allowed me to work in a local business. Me and my, uh, one of my buddies that I grew up with, uh, I bought this business from a guy that he worked for. So this is actually like a fourth, fifth generation business that I own now. But uh, he worked for him in high school to, and then he worked for and bought it from him to pay his way through school. I worked with my buddy. When he was done with school, he was ready to sell it off and get out of it. So uh, I decided to buy it and go from there because I didn't know what I was going to do. I did a first year of uh, community college. was not for me. Just decided that that wasn't the route I wanted to go. So I stuck with the business and uh, been, been going at it ever since. We started with minimal. I think I bought the when I bought the company, we probably had 25, maybe 30 clients, something like that. And we've grown it uh, since then. We, we grew up and then we scaled back down to get our service areas in in check. And now we're kind of on the scale back up path. So it's been a fun four years. It's been a packed four years. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we could get into and unfold over the four years, but it's been a, it's been a joy getting to be a business owner and do it young in life and figure these things out as I'm growing and, and developing and, and just growing up. I mean, got married at 20, got, had a kid at 22. So just a lot of fun things happening in a short time span. But as far as the podcast goes, we have a podcast Growing Green Podcast, like we talked about. And uh, we just, I started a year and a half coming up on two years ago. And it's just something that I was, had a passion about of trying to give back because uh, the stuff that we've, that's all talked about, that y'all are talking about here on this show, that I talk about on my show, everybody else talks about on their shows. Everybody has their own unique twist. But at the end of the day, we're all talking business, we're all talking life and things that help us grow every single day. And those are things that I didn't have when I started just four years ago. And so I wanted to give back and kind of relate with people as I am going through the journey. There's a lot of guys who have been doing it for 15 years. Some of our leaders in our industry have been doing it for 15, 20 years, and they now are influencing people and having uh, a say on what people do and guiding them. But they haven't, they weren't really like, they're, they're looking at it from like, hey, we did this 15 years ago. They're not actively grow like they're still growing a business but they're not in the beginning years per se and, and so they have a different take on wisdom they can give uh, to people so i wanted to go at it with the aspect of like hey i'm still young in business i'm still in year three when i started this business and so i mean when i started the podcast and so that's what i was like hey let's do that let's take that and run with it and so we're just trying to give back uh, every day that we can trying to help other guys out there grow their businesses so besides the opportunity to purchase the business what made you want to get into doing lawn care 
Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, it, that, you've heard that everybody has their story of like, oh, I was the neighborhood kid pushing the pushing the lawnmower on the neighborhood. That that actually wasn't me. I I, I kind of broke the mold there. I, that was not my story. I like I said, I was homeschooled. I was very involved in sports in high school. That was a that was a majority of what I did. I, I did school and played sports. And um, and you say you're homeschooled? How did you play sports? We had a, a local sporting organization that we had, and so. Long story short, that's what I did in high school. But I, it allowed me to work with this guy uh, that, that owned the business, my buddy, and I enjoyed it. I just we we got to kind of make our own schedule. I saw the benefit of it. I saw that he got to make his own schedule. Got to do what he make his own time. I mean, he 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 controlled his destiny per se, and so that's what I something that interested me. And I just school wasn't for me. It wasn't the route that I wanted to go. But I knew that I was we me and Savannah, my wife now were pretty serious. I mean, we were, we were pretty much like, we knew we were getting married at that point when I was a senior, uh, senior in high school, freshman in college. And I didn't know what I want to do. And I didn't want to wait four or five years to get married. So I was like, well, Hey, this gives me a path, a quicker path to, uh, succeeding and, and moving up in life faster. So that's, that was, those are some of the things that led me into it. There's no like dream fairy tale story of me pushing a, pushing a, pushing around the neighborhood, but that's, that's kind of what it was for me. How, Hold on a second, Jeremiah, because I've been talking to you ever since we got to meet at uh, at Equip Expo. Yeah, year, yeah. At the Bobcat booth. How old are you? Uh, I just turned 23 like last, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. See, this is a, if anyone <laughs> has heard me talk, they've heard me talk about how the people who are younger are so inspiring to me. Yeah. I had no clue just by t- like t- the conversations that we had. I was a guest on your podcast, but the conversations yeah. that we've had, I wouldn't have guessed that you are 23. I, I, I truly, truly thought you were in your thirties, bro. I, yeah. So man, I, I'm just, I'm even more impressed with, uh, with you and, and Savannah because I had no idea that you guys were this that you were this young man so man, man huge <laughs> yeah thank you thank you i appreciate it it's uh it's something that i i do take pride in being this young and and it's something that i i love my friends my community around me the friends that i grew up with but it's just something that and it's why i try to give back so much because the the journey that i've been afforded to be on the last four years is something that i wish everybody could do now i know entrepreneurship isn't for everybody but I just look at some of my friends and people around me and, and not even just my, my friends are all doing good things, great things, have good jobs, but people in the community that I just know, mutual friends. And I'm like, they're my age and they've still got four, five, six, seven years before they're really like in a good position financially. They kind of get to and they're still going to be tied down to a schedule. It's just, I don't know, young, young in business. That's what that's what I've taken and ran with. And and I enjoy it. I love every day. love every second of it. It's hard. But it, and it and it's matured me. That's one thing is like people are like, how are you so young and you're doing this? The crazy thing is there's guys younger than me. Like you say, young guy, there's guys that are 15, 16, 17 years old making more money than I make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. You look at Christian Schlegel, CNI Services. Like he's kind of the one that I think everybody turns to when you think young guy. And now he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's 20, 21 now. Uh, but when he started, he was 14, 15 years old. And so, and he grew a big business. Like he had guys working for him while he was in school every single day. And so for me, it's like, I am the young guy. That's why I kind of took on the role of I'm young in business. I can relate with those guys. I'm I'm in it with you every single day. I know what you're going through. So for me, it's just a way to give back. It's a it's a community that I want to be more involved in every single day and relationships that I want to continue to grow. So uh, I, you said you grew up in the church, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad. So I think. I, well, see, then that also lends to why you're so well spoken and and why you seem so much more mature. 
than you are in age because the wisdom that you get in the church, at least for me and my experience, uh, cause I didn't grow up in with a religious background at all. Now I wasn't in the church at all until my adulthood and yeah. my wife really introduced me. And then when you're around uh, people in the church, I will say this, especially the people who are, uh, like you said, your dad's a pastor. Uh, in the churches that I, that I feel uh, the most comfortable in are the churches that are it, like, you know, they're, they're preaching the prosperity because God put us here to live heaven on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially kids who are pastors, uh, pastors, kids, you guys speak so well and you're so passionate uh, for giving. So would you, well, why is it important for you to give back to the community? Yeah, I root back to church. Yeah, I mean, so we're put on this earth to to live like the Lord and be a, a His hands and feet is what I believe. And so, my faith, my Christianity does have a, a huge play in that per se. And you go back to what you said about me being a pastor's kid and being raised in the church. A lot of it has to do with not not the not the prosperity per se, but the. So my dad was a he was a we're we're old fashioned down in the south. We're an old fashioned preacher. Like he he preached he preached it the way I mean. Hellfire brimstone, I guess you can call it. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't agree with that, but that's just what I was brought up in. And uh, he was kind of a good mix of both. He he wasn't he wasn't all hellfire and brimstone, but I learned a lot from from him. And and he I matured very quickly. I think one of the positions that I'm in, and we were having this conversation just the other day. One of the main reasons I'm in the position that I am now at 23 years old. I have a house. I'm I've married, and this is nothing on me. This is nothing about me. I'm just this. Is, I'm telling you why I think I'm here is, and I still got a long way to go. I have these things. They're all material things, but they're things that I know a lot of people are wishing for. It's because I was I was raised with a biblical foundation and I was raised with parents that really cared about me. And that's something that I do not take for granted is because there's so many kids out there who are starting these businesses and they're doing it to get out of some home relationship that they're not. They're not it's not a good relationship for them. They're trying to make themselves better. They're trying to uh, get out of something where they're being abused. And so for me, it's like, I want to take what I learned, what I was blessed with, and give back to those who don't have it. My dad was very hard on me as a kid, as far as because I was the firstborn, so I was I was his firstborn son. Like he wanted to raise me the right way, but he was most he most cared about my spiritual walk and how I ended up in life. And, and so for me, it was I was I was disciplined pretty hard, and I I was a lot of was expected from me, I guess we could say. And that's the, what I said earlier. We were having this conversation the other day of like. I th- it was really hard when I was in high school. Me and my dad didn't have that good of a relationship. When I was in junior high, high school, we didn't have that good of a relationship because he was so hard. He expected so much out of me. But I look back on it now and I'm like, if he didn't, if he didn't expect that, if he didn't raise me in church, if he didn't uh, expect me to be the best person that I could be, then I wouldn't be where I am today. I would be five years behind, 10 years behind where I am. And so I was propelled forward by my parents instilling in me, uh, one, keeping your faith first and, and two, just being being a good person also, I mean, that's something that doesn't need to be overlooked. Just give back. I mean, you need to give to your church and you need to give to your local community. You need to give of your time. And those are all things that I just try to do every single day. And it's, I'm not perfect. I have so much room to grow, so many areas to grow in. But for me, it goes back to, like you said, being raised in the church. Uh, it's, I, I'm a firm believer that your, your walk with Christ is the most important thing that you'll ever have in your life. Like, and that's what I talk about on my show all the time is, you can have a $10 million business, have four kids and be married. But if your spiritual walk isn't right, then nothing's right. Like then it doesn't all matter. Cause when you die, guess what? All that's going to go to nothing. Like it doesn't mean anything. So uh, you're not taking it with you when you, when you go in the grave. So 
uh, we do want to do a lot. We, we want to build a lot of good things here on earth. We want to build a lot of good things to help other people. We want to give a lot of money. We want to generate a lot of revenue. We want to create jobs for people. But at the end of the day, that's not the most important thing. It's where you go when you die because none of that stuff's going with you. So for me, faith, spirituality is a big, uh, is a big walk for me. So you talk about the aspect of growth. What is one of the areas that you really want to focus on for 2023 to grow in, whether it be business or personal life, whatever? Yeah, so we actually just, uh, we were, me and Savannah were just talking about this the other day. We were going over our goals for the new year. And I think for me, my business growth is I want to actually physically grow the business. Like I said earlier, we were kind of spread out when I bought the business. I was in another part of town and then we moved. So my service area grew because I moved and it, and it made me, I was losing, I was not being profitable at all. I was driving 45 minutes, some places to some yards because I, I had moved. And so I had to cut that out. So I had to scale my business down, cut out a bunch of outlier customers to get in a tight area. And now I'm like, okay, I want to scale this thing back up. So uh, business for 2023, I want to actually physically grow. I want to scale the business some more. I want to work my way out of the field. I've actually been able to do that a little bit the past couple of months. It allows me to, just like y'all are doing, sitting here having this conversation at 1030, uh, 1130 for y'all on the middle of a weekday. And so the winter obviously makes it easier. It's probably not going to be this way in the summer. I'll be out doing some things every, every other day or so. But I want to work my way out of the field eventually, uh, totally. And we've been able to do that just by, we got a really good guy come on with us about three months ago, three and a half months ago. And it's been a blessing for sure, to say the least, is hopefully we're just going to try to, we're going to do everything we can to be a great employer. We're going to try to keep him. And uh, so I want to grow my systems and grow my business physically uh, in 2023. And then personally, we want to stick to, and, and this business as well. I guess they go hand in hand. We want to stick to a very good budget this year. We want to get our finances. We have our finances are in good order. We don't have a lot of we don't have any debt personally, actually. So we're we're doing pretty well there. And it goes back to the way I was raised, the way things that people taught me. Um, I'm blessed. That's all I can say is I'm blessed. But we want to get those things in order. Uh, we want to get our finances in order and really, really save up for the next year or two. And then we've got some big things coming hopefully in uh, 24 and 25. So those are those are some of our big things in 23. Just wanted to overall grow as a person and grow as a business owner. So um, just to keep on the vein of business, uh, seeing a lot of your videos lately because we've been, been in the Christmas season has been Christmas yeah. lights. Yeah. Is this your is this your first year in Christmas lights? Um, you been I would say a while. No, I would say this is my first real year, quote unquote, real year. Last year, I have, I bought some lights last year. I did two, two or three houses. I don't remember. Uh, it was not enough to literally, I generated less than $1,000 in revenue. Like it was, it was nothing, but it was enough to like, Hey, let's figure this out. This year, I still called it my, get my feet wet year. I didn't want to go dive. It, everybody has their take on things. They're like, why do you not scale? Why do you not scale? It all depends on what stage of your life you're in. When you have a newborn baby and a wife that's recovering and going back to work, that's not really the ideal time to go scale something that, that because scaling takes a lot of time. I mean, it takes that it takes your life. And so wasn't a good time for me to scale this year. So we got our feet wet again with Christmas lights. We did about seven, $8,000 in revenue. We did 15, 16 houses, something like that. And it was a good year. It was awesome. It was a fir- good first year to learn some things. We have a lot of things to improve on, but I think it will definitely be a, a business that we continue, a division of the business we continue to grow in the future. All right. So for anyone who wants to get into Christmas lights, what is some, uh, can you tell us a little bit about pricing and maybe some equipment? I don't think there's a lot of equipment needed besides yeah, yeah. lights, but like uh, boots for the roof. Safety or, is the biggest know. thing with Christmas lights. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very low overhead. Your your essentially your lights are your your lights are your cost of goods sold your cogs and then you have your your labor your time is what you're essentially doing 
And so safety is the second, it's, it's the biggest thing, but it's not the biggest expense. The lights are the biggest expense. But as far as pricing goes, we did a uh, per the per foot basis. Sorry there. Per foot basis is what we did. And we stuck between, so we started off trying to get $8 a foot, $758 a foot. That was just not going to happen in our market. In some markets, it happens. I've, I've seen markets that are paying closer to $10 a foot, which is insane. But for us in Alabama, we were getting, we ended up at the end of the year, we started picking up some more at between $650 and $7 a foot. Um, that is, uh, that's everything. That's everything included. So we did a, we did a lot of shows. I don't want to, um, I don't want to talk too much about that, but you can go check out all those shows on, on our podcast if you want to hear more about Christmas lights. But it was profitable for sure. I think we ended up after safety gear. We had to make a lot of upfront purchases this year. After everything, we probably had it was close to fifty percent net profit, uh, and that was after like all of our upfront costs. So safety, I will hit on that really quick. That is the biggest thing. Like I said, that's the biggest thing. You need you need good boots to walk on the roof. Cougar paws is if you haven't heard of cougar paws, check those out. Those are boots that they have foam on the bottoms that stick to shingles like none other i mean it's without those couldn't can you cannot do a real legit christmas light business in my opinion not safely at least and then pitch hoppers so pitch hoppers will literally save your life it's it they're not gonna tell you that they always we're not a safety thing ha, have your harnesses and you do need to have your harnesses but having that pitch hopper will will save you uh some in some serious situations at 12 12 pitch roofs those are like the steepest roofs there are is a 12 12 pitch and I was on a 12-12 on that pitch hopper standing straight up. You can go to my Instagram and watch the videos standing straight up. And, and I feel completely safe. So they they help hold you on there. And then there's some other things. Steep gear makes some shorts that you can sit in, uh, that you put them on over your clothes. And they stick to the shingles and things as well. So a uh, lot of Christmas lights is very cool. It's pretty easy once you get into it, honestly, as long as you're not afraid of heights. If you're afraid of heights, it's probably not for you. But uh, you, you definitely want to get a ladder, things like that. But uh, we can take it as far as you want to take it, however you want to go there. But uh, that's that's kind of the basis of what we did this year with it. So were you doing mostly homes, like maybe ranch style homes, or were you looking at a lot of two-story homes? We are doing a lot of uh, – um, this year was probably – it's probably 50-50, honestly. We did uh, we did a lot of some little one-story things, but a lot of them were two-story as well. So we had a subdivision go up near us back in the summer, and they're all like – they're not ranch style homes, but they're pretty simple. They're not garden homes either. They're just $250,000 houses. I mean, $200,000 houses that have one peak across the front and then one little ridge line or something. So th- we did a lot of those. And then we did some in our a nicer neighborhood. We did some that were two, two stories and had some pretty steep, some pretty steep peaks on them. But other than that, it, it wasn't too bad. I, I did play that pretty safe. And that was one thing when it goes into the, getting my feet wet is like, I wasn't going to sign up for something that I wasn't comfortable with. I'm not going to get on a roof and risk my life per se. If I'm worried about falling off, I'm not going to risk my life for 700 bucks or whatever. It's it's just not worth it to me. For some people it is. So uh, for me this year, we just stuck to some pretty simple homes that I knew I was comfortable walking on. So for 2023 um, down in Alabama, I'm not familiar. Is it, uh, do you guys get snow down there? No, not at all. I, I, I say, I say not at all. We get, we get, we normally get one dusting a year. A dusting, I mean, less than two inches. So we normally get at least one a year. I seen two, uh, the Miami Dolphins quarterback. Who yeah, yeah. Emma, uh, he posted, I think, on his Twitter that it does snow because they were talking about Buffalo and how yeah. how he's going to play in the cold or whatever. I don't know if he actually even got to play in Buffalo. I think he might have got hurt before the game. Yeah, or something. he's been hurt, man. He he's had a rough year. 
but down in Bama, do the leaves fall off the tree? Like, what do you guys do in the winter if it doesn't snow? Because up here, yeah. we're, you know, we're just sitting here on our hands right now waiting for yeah. some weather. It's 70 degrees today. It's just rainy. So I'm like, yeah. all of these days in January when it's raining, I'm like, man, it sh- should be snow, but it's rain. So, but what do you guys do down in Alabama? Yeah, we've got similar weather today. We've got uh, severe storms. We've got tornadoes coming this afternoon. It's uh, nice and windy outside. It's about 70 and we got some good storms coming in later. But we normally, so this year was our, we actually got the longest production season we've had this year. We made it from, so we start March 1st. And I would say our, our true recurring production ended uh, this, the third week of December, the week before Christmas. And we made that, we cleaned up. So our leaves fall differently. That's something that I, that I do like to, to talk about because most of our, my friends up north that are on social media is y'all all do your leaf cleanups in like a two to three week span and i'm like what do you know like that doesn't work for me because i think it's because y'all get so cold so fast they all fall at once i guess that's my predict that's my guess i don't know how they work up there but for us it's it's gradual it, i mean they'll start falling mid-october and like i said we will be cleaning them up until december on most places if there's a lot of trees we'll be cleaning them up from and from on an every two-week basis um from October to December. So that keeps us busy from then. Christmas lights obviously filled in a gap for us. That helped us uh, stay busy during those weeks because our yards that don't have trees, obviously the grass goes dormant in end of October, beginning of November. We might get one final cut in. So leaves keep us busy until the end of December. Uh, now we're pretty much just, we're going to take Christmas lights down ne- this week and next week. And then we pretty much just start doing landscape jobs. We clean out some gutters, uh, we got some. We got a few sod repairs to do. We got to take a few things out here and there. We do mulch, pine straw. Pine straw is something we do down here that a lot of guys up north don't do. They don't even know what it is half the time. Uh, nope. They get pay- they- Brian Fullerton gives me so much crap every time I post a story. He always texts me and he's like, "We get paid to clean that crap up, and you're getting paid to put it down." And we get paid a lot of money to put it down, so I, I don't mind it. But we put that down uh, in the in this time of year. We try to get all of our customers that we have right now. I honestly try to get their landscape enhancements done between January and February. So come March, when we start our normal mowing and spring rush sets in, then we can take on new customers and all of our recurring stuff is already done. So I, nice. I, I know pine straw isn't heavily used up here, but it is something that I am going to introduce to some of my clients this year. Um, we'll have a few really? clients. Yeah. A few clients that have uh, pine trees in their yard. Cause we, you know, we have yeah. pine trees. We just don't, you know, have a whole bunch yeah, of y'all just don't yeah, yeah. Um, but in a lot of those situations, we'll have clients where we try to put black mulch under it, and come you know the middle of the summer or uh, early fall, you start getting a situation where those pine needles are dropping and totally tainting the way that your your mulch looks. Oh yeah, and so, there's no way those needles aren't coming out of that mulch without blowing all the mulch out. Exactly. So my goal is on those clients that have those certain situations where. I'm going going to go ahead instead of pitching, you know, a colored mulch to them uh, or hardwood mulch, but pitching uh, pine straw as a mulch to them. I think that's going to be a good opportunity to solve some of those issues. There's also some clients that have those pine trees and underneath those trees, grass doesn't like to grow because Mm -hmm. pine straw needles have fallen in the past. I I think that's the opportunity also to take those beds and change them over from being dead grass to a properly shaped uh, mulch bed using pine straw. I think that's a really good idea because uh, I, I don't even know how much – do y'all have a lot of pine trees? Are they pretty prevalent up there? Yes, especially in my neighborhood. Yeah, they are. I mean, I would 
that would be awesome to see it to see it work up that a lot of people hate the look of it i i don't hate it. it when you use it a lot you just get used to it 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 looks nice when it's when it's when it's done the right way it's rolled up the right way it looks pretty nice when it's fresh but the biggest thing is if you do that under those pine trees make sure don't let your customers be like well i have pine needles falling let's just use these no don't use it because it's different pine needles it's the one the stuff that we're putting down is long leaf i mean long needle uh pines from down in florida and uh, the ones that you're seeing are probably these short little ones that aren't going to roll up it's not going to look good so make make sure anybody that does that or takes on that philosophy make sure you're getting the getting the good stuff when I've seen videos of it, it's definitely something that you got to understand. It's going to look a little different until it settles. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. It has to settle. You, they go from being like almost what, 12 to 18 inches high mm-hmm. around your trees to going flat to the, you know, your reg- traditional two to three inch. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, if you want to, if you want to see it settle faster, the qu- uh, an easy way to do that is just if you have a water hose nearby, wet it really good and it'll settle pretty fast. But uh, you just want to roll it up really good. The only thing with pine straw is it'll blow, man. It'll blow. If the wind's blowing and you don't have it tucked up good, you'll see it go rolling down the street. So you got to get your blower and get up under there and put a good roll on it so it, it kind of holds it, locks it in place. So when the wind blows it, then you don't blow it all out because it's too expensive to be chasing down the street. I'd always wondered about that pastoral. I didn't know that it said, I thought it stayed up like that. And I used to see Johnny with blades of grass doing those pastorals, uh, pastoral installations. And I'd be like, man, that just does not look good to me. I cannot believe that people want to have this pastoral right under their shrubs like that. But- well, the biggest, one of the biggest applications for it, and the reason we use it here is because we have so many hills down here is we can't put mulch. The mulch will just wash out. So that pine straw also acts as a uh, ground cover per se. It helps keep the, the ground and, and it helps uh, things washing that because we did a yard the other day where, I mean, it was, I posted the Instagram reel on it and it was like this. I mean, I'm, you can, I'm sitting here on my hand and it's, it was really steep. I couldn't even walk on it. If mm-hmm. I would put mulch on that, the first rain, it would have just all washed away and taken the dirt with it. Whereas we put the pine straw down and it creates a barrier where that water is running off the pine straw and it's not washing the dirt, the, the ground below it away. So that that is an also it's also a prevalent reason why we use it here. It's a good tip. When I hear you saying you're going to get you're getting started from January to uh, uh, to March to do your like landscape and, yeah, and yeah. everything. It's like, do you go about scheduling the entire year? out? You were at uh, LAL 22. Yeah, yeah. And you heard uh, Nick Carlson and I think it was Greg Woodsock who talked about having their whole year mm. planned out and mm. how they like they know where they're going to be and when they're going to be there. So being the fact that it is warm right now, like I'm not there's nothing for me to do. I, yeah. I, that's the kind of thing that I'm starting to do. So hearing you say like how you start from January to March, do you have everything planned out uh, sort of like how they have it planned out? And would you recommend that to other people? Uh, in a sense, so uh, correct, remind me on what Nick talked about. What exactly are you saying? Like jobs, like planning, on, planning out, yeah. scheduling out all your jobs. They just have a twelve month calendar, so they know yeah. exactly what's going on, where yeah. they're supposed to be, what's supposed to be done. And for sure, uh, Nick Carlson really broke it down even further to like days, or yeah, month, yeah. then weeks, and then hours of the day, and like how he won't even take. He just points to his door if someone yep. comes. And it's not on the right time. So yeah, and, uh, and I can attest is- to that because he's. I've had him on my podcast, and I had to schedule that podcast probably 
two months in advance, two to three months in advance before I got him on because, it, and it was, you better believe we did it at the time and the day that it was set for. And that was it. And I missed it one time. We had to reschedule it. And it's not, not to say he doesn't, he can't make time for you, whatever, but he just, he just got, he lives by a schedule. And that's one of the reasons I think he's so successful is his, his organization is insane. And, uh, we, so we're trying to do that. That is another thing, 2023 goals, whatever. We have a ton of them. I just hit on a few earlier. Organization is also true. We're switching to a, a software called Synced Up that is helping us, hopefully going to help us be way better organized in the year to come. So our scheduling is we're definitely trying to, I'm trying to implement and make a priority, excuse me, my vacations. That is something that Greg Whitstock I know talked about. He schedules all of his vacations before he schedules any work. And I think that's important, especially when you are, uh, if your wife is working with you in the business or anything like that, make sure and set time aside for both of you. And even if she's not, just make sure and take time away from the business. Like the business doesn't need to run your life. It, it's something that it's a it's a source to generate revenue, to generate joy or whatever you want to call it, a, a fulfillment for the rest of your life. And so that's what we like doing things outside of the business. We love traveling. So we're going to already schedule. We've already got some of our trips scheduled out for the rest of the year. Hopefully all of those vacations will be put in a calendar and those will be set, and then we'll schedule our work around that. But March first, we have scheduled. Yes, that's when we start our. Uh, that's when we start our like we scalp here. We our Bermuda we cut short, so we cut all the dead stuff off. We'll start that in March. We will be on biweekly maintenance until May. Come May, we go weekly. We stay weekly all the way until September. Then we go biweekly again. We'll start Christmas light installs uh, October the fifteenth, probably somewhere in there. October the fifteenth. And then we'll do Christmas lights all the way to the end of the year. And then we'll re- repeat it next year. And so we'll add landscape enhancements, jobs inside uh, inside that schedule for sure. And it's kind of up in the air. Like I said, this is going to be a year that I want to really scale the business. So I, I can't honestly say I have it all planned out yet because it's, it's going to be a lot of new things for me. It's going to be areas that I haven't really been in before. I'm going to have hopefully people out working for me, which is going to cause problems, which is going to cause scheduling issues. And so... It's just going to be a wild year. I'm excited, but uh, you know, I, I can't say I have everything scheduled out. But those are some of the things that we do already have planned out. So, what's your what's your ideal team size right now? Uh, right now, I would I would uh, for this year is that for this yeah, coming for this year? year? Let's go this year. Yeah. Uh, so I have one guy with me now. He he's pretty much working solo, honestly, on on most of our things for the for the winter. I plan to bring on another guy, hopefully March. That I'm already. I was thinking about that this morning on a, I had a consultation with a lady while I was driving over there. I was thinking I've got to get a job application together and get that thing out there for somebody to get them in and already get that process moving to get them started on March 1st. I can't wait until March 1st to try to hire somebody. Then I'm not going to get them until April. So hopefully bring on one person in, in March and that way why at least a team of two to go out without me there. Like I said, I want two people without me to go do normal mowing. And then at that point, it's just going to be a matter of how quickly do we grow? How quickly we're going to have to dial in our marketing this year. We're going to have to really ramp that up. And so if we're bringing in new leads every single day, then we might, we might increase to three or four guys this year. I don't, I don't want to get to 10 guys. I don't want to go from zero to 1 million real fast. I want to go from zero to 50,000 real fast. I mean, and that's not dollars. I'm just using a comparison there. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that's that for us, four to five guys by the end of the year would be amazing. I think that would be what it would take to, Really, probably three to four, uh, three to four guys for my budget that I've created for this year with the growth involved. Three to four guys. I know it's a really long winded answer. I apologize, but three to four guys is probably where I would like to be by the end of the year. 
One thing you don't have to worry about on this podcast is being long-winded because you're talking <laughs> to the king of long-windedness, Mr. Cornell Mack right here. Um, but one of the things, uh, the reasons I like your podcast is Marriage Mondays with Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever I first got into business, and I don't know if it's the same for Cedric, but whenever I first got in, into the business, I was already working to two jobs at the same time. So it was like my whole, my whole life was away from the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when yeah. I started the business, my wife was like, you started a business and you're still gone all day. Mm. You know? And, and she just, I would say probably just couldn't understand, uh, what I was doing. And then one day I heard, uh, Liz, this was early on in, in Brian's podcast, but he, he had Liz on and they just talked basically for 45 minutes, about an hour, maybe. Uh, and she was just giving her perspective from the wife's perspective. Yeah. And so when we went to equip expo this year and they did that, that wife's, uh, the wives like breakfast, whenever we were all into the masterclass and other wives got to hear this perspective from other wives who are yeah. also, uh, in the industry, whether they work in the business or they're just, you know, the mom at home or they have their own careers or whatever. So the marriage Mondays for me are like really, really awesome. Um, what kind of inspired you and your wife to, to get into that? I know you guys been doing it since I think June of last yeah. year. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy. We're saying last year, I can't believe we're in 23. Like that's crazy that it was last year. It's not this year anymore. Right. But, uh, cause we're right here beginning of January, but, um, yeah. So marriage Mondays is something that is honestly turned into something. I didn't, I didn't think it or know it would turn into. It was something that me and Savannah had talked really well. I thought about it for a while and then we started talking about it and then we just kind of did it. We just kind of pulled it out of our butts and we're like, Hey, let's try it. And, and so we went to, together in the trades in Nashville, which is a, a marriage conference that Brian and Liz and Caleb and Brittany host. And I would recommend anybody out there to go to that, make the investment into your marriage and your business to go to that. So we went to that, the inaugural one in Waco. We went to Nashville last, this past year. And we were like, after the event, we were just like, this is a really good event. Like, this is this is a really cool concept. They beat us to it. We can't do this event. But what can we do? What can we do to uh, kind of put our twists on this? And so that event is once a year, but this podcast is once a week. And so hopefully we can get into and relate with some people and build relationships with people out there that are in our, in our stage of life and in this business building stage while being married. And so we just get on there every Monday and we just hash it out. We've had guest interviews along the way that have been really good. We've talked to a lot of good couples that have really, really shared some great insight into their marriages and getting the wife involved in the business. We've talked, me and Savannah have just talked about our life and our marriage. And, and I, I just think we resonate with people. I think people resonate with us because we're not anything special. Like we are literally just just grinding every day at a time, just trying to figure it out. And, and it's just, we have arguments, we have ups and downs, we have goods and bads and everything that goes along with that. And so adding a business in there only makes things more complicated. And I think what you hit on just a few minutes ago, you didn't even realize you said it is a big misconception from a lot of wives, I would think, or, or just whoever the, the opposite spouse is not running the business is, Oh, you run a business now. Oh, you get to be home all the time. Or, Oh, like you're home. You're, you don't have to work today. That's, and I say that because that's something me and Savannah are still working on is like, and I have to be better about communicating that of, hey, I'm not working today in the field, but I'm working at home. Like I'm working on the business. That's like th doing this right now. Like I'm home today, but I'm working. Like the business is still, things have to be done. We're, we're transitioning to synced up. So I'm in the office a lot. And 
you can start a business. Yes. You control your time. Yes. Just communicate that with your spouse of like, we're starting a business, but just because I'm not in an eight to five every single day, Monday to Friday, if I am home two days a week, I can't sit here and not do anything for those two days. I have to produce. I have to work on the business. And so for me, that's something that we've, we're still working on. I want to make sure everybody else realizes that because you, like you said, when your wife was like, oh, you're home every day, but you're not home or like you, you have a business, but you're not home at all anymore. Then, then that's part of it. Just make sure and, and square that away of like, hey, look, the business is going to generate us time in the future. But in this short season or, or however long the season is while you're growing and mastering your business, then it's going to take a lot of time. So again, long-winded answer, but for us, Marriage Monday is something very special. I think it's grown to be a, a leading show on the podcast. Honestly, the downloads continue to grow on that one, and all the, the other two shows, the business shows during the week are just, I mean, they're good. People are still tuning in, but Marriage Monday is what we hear the most about. So I'm glad that we can we can get out there and relate with some people and just try to help people along the way because we're going through all the same stuff every single day. So we're just trying to help other people that are going through the same situations that we are. So I, I was going to ask for, you know, if you had a tip, but it seems like that may be your biggest tip. It, it, what would you say uh, your biggest tip is to, you know, a business owner to kind of keep their spouse, you know, happy? So, so if Savannah was in, she could probably hear me outside the door. She can, if she was in here, she'd get mad at me for saying this, but it's because uh, she gets mad at me because I say it all the time. And you can probably guess what it is. It's what people talk about all the time. It's It's one word. It's communication. And you have to communicate. You have to make sure that both of you are on the same page in every aspect. It's just like recording this podcast, going to do an estimate, working late in the spring rush, uh, staying up late at night, doing, sending out invoices. There's so many things that are involved in the business. It, it's, you know, you've heard it said, you, it, you, only an entrepreneur would stop working eight to five, 40 hours a week to work 80 hours a week. And, and that's and that's what you do when you own a business. And you just have to communicate, hey, these are the times that we have to do this. Or if I have a podcast coming up, hey, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm having this podcast and, and try to tell her two or three days in advance. I'm bad about that. I didn't do that today. I got caught in my pants down because I forgot I have another one scheduled after this. And I was like, oh man, I forgot. And so now our day's messed up. And, and communication can just be that just leads to so many unnecessary arguments. Lack of communication does that. And we could go on for hours and hours about that, but I would say that's my biggest key is uh, please, please communicate with your spouse. Well, now the reason that we wanted to have you on was not just uh, because of your great podcast or getting to learn business from Jeremiah Jennings. Yeah. The 23 year old <laughs> phenom. I, I still, that's, that's blowing my mind that you're only 23 years old, but January 28th, we got the podcast sure. coming up. And so, we wanted to give uh, people a lead up and do some interviews uh, with some of the leaders in the podcast space within our industry, uh, especially the people who are actually going to be at Podcast Summit at uh, Brittany and Caleb Allman's, uh, I guess you could call it compound. I don't know what they call it. Yeah. Uh, but Hardscape you know, Academy HQ. Heart, Hardscape Academy H- HQ. So, you know, I met you at uh, at Equip Expo. Um, clearly you, you understand the value of these type of events. Um, oh, yeah. So what are you looking to get out of the podcast summit on the 28th? Communication is something that's huge in marriage. Uh, outside of marriage, you need to be building relationships and networking. And that is exactly what I do go to these events for is we're going to be up there January 28th for strictly networking and creating content. That's what we're doing is we want to get together. We want to have a lot of great podcasts made. 
But not only do we want to make great podcasts, we want to build relationships. And that's something that we're trying to do through our podcast is build relationships. The relationships that we've gotten to build over the past couple of years, just being on social media is, is so fun. I can't wait to see how many more we get to do in the future. But it's just like this, like without the podcast world, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. And, and so that's what my goal is, is to get up there, meet with people I've never met before, hang out with people that, that I have met before. Some people that you only get to meet or only get to see two or three times a year. I mean, it, it's crazy how fast a year will fly by because every time we see each other at a quip or in together in the trades or LAL, it, it's like, man, it's been a whole year since I've seen you, or it's been six months since I've seen you. But so that's why I think these events are so important as well is not only maintain these relationships over the interwebs. But get in person and hang out for a day or two. And just because you only get to see each other, like I said, a few days a year, take the time, invest the money, go to these live events. And, and this event is just going to be a, a networking event. There's not going to be a ton of quote unquote education going on, but you're going to learn a lot. If you get on podcasts or if you sit there and listen to other people's podcasts, you can learn so much just from that. It's And it's free. You don't have to pay. Like it's just, just show up. And so uh, I, I'm excited to get to hang out with everybody. I think it's going to be a good event. Excited to see uh, all the other podcasts. I know y'all are going to be there. I know uh, Paul Jameson's coming. I know Kevin Brittany will be doing their podcast. I don't know if anybody, uh, Naylor's coming in. I guess I guess it's, it's his event, I guess. So he'll probably be there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm just looking forward to, to building relationships and then also creating some good content at the same time to try to help each and every one of our listeners out there. Well, it's a, a local event for me. So I'll, you know, like you said, me and Yeah, Club you're right down the street. I'm right down the street. Um, hopefully the weather decides it wants to be a little bit warm one more time. I highly doubt it, though, because we get hectic around middle of January. So this might be one of the big snowstorms for you, possibly, Jeremiah. I'm not sure. If hey, I'll be know. excited. I just don't want to get stuck <laughs> there. But No, I mean, <laughs> the city generally never shuts down. We, uh, we, we keep a hold of things, unlike the South. I've been in South Carolina yeah, Columbia, yeah. when it snowed. Um, and it's really just been flurries and they've shut the city down at 11. Oh, yeah. You better believe it, man. If we're getting, if there's a chance of us getting a dusting in the afternoon before school's out, oh, school's out at 12. You better believe it. There, there ain't no way. Nothing's, all the, all the milk and bread aisles are empty at the grocery store. I mean, it's, the whole city goes into a frenzy. So it's, uh, it's, it's hilarious seeing how things continue up north. It's like, y'all don't stop for anything. Not at all. We don't. We don't, man. This is, a, this, is a, this is a treacherous tundra up here sometimes, and then other times it's a, a barren desert. We never know what we're going to get here, especially here in Pittsburgh. We got the most bipolar weather. It's uh, so funny because every, everybody says that in their own climate, and, and it's true. It's valid because we say that down here. Like it was one, it was five degrees on the thermometer last seven days ago, and now it's 70 plus. And I know y'all, y'all are getting some of that as well. That polar that polar wave that came through just froze everybody. But now it's seventy. It'll be storming this afternoon. Tornadoes tonight, and then it could be snowing next week. Yeah, and so it's just a weather's just a crazy thing, man. It's and we're in a business that is ran by weather, which is hilarious. Right, no doubt. Well, I'm I'm happy that you mentioned networking because it comes up a lot, and I I for one have I didn't realize this. Uh, for a lot of years, but recently in the last couple of years, I've realized like I am a social person. I never realized I, used, yeah. you know, cause of how I grew up, I had walls up and I wasn't really a trusting person, but I never, at least so I thought, all right, what I've come to discover is <laughs> I'm very trusting <laughs> and I want to, you know, to, to believe the best about everyone. And what I've learned in this, in this business, since I started to do networking is just how important relationships really are. And without these type of events, not only would we not be having this conversation on our podcast, Cedric and I would probably never meet 
or mm-hmm. I never meet you or talk to Brian or Keith or any yeah. of the, the people that all of these people are looking up to. So I'm excited to to come to uh to the podcast and event. I'm excited that you guys have been um so welcoming. Uh that's that's another big thing I feel like in the lawn care community is just how welcoming everybody it seems like everyone has the southern charm. You know, <laughs> at least yeah. the people who are willing to network. Uh yeah, yeah. in your own local area, people might look at you with with venom in their heart because For they sure. think you you're gonna cut their grass. But you know, the people who are out here like sharing their story, um, whether it's through podcast or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, are the most welcoming, nice, genuine uh people um, yeah it's a in my experience it's a weird thing i feel like the green industry has kind of broken the mold of social media in that aspect because you know most social media is like tearing other people down roasting other people like that's what a lot of social media is nowadays whereas the green industry is unlike anything i've ever seen before when it comes to the relationships that are built and the camaraderie about each other and they're definitely there's your bad apples there's guys that want to talk trash and and down other people and just not have anything good to say about life and, and those guys go do their own thing like i don't care what you do I, you don't bother me but the the majority of our industry the people that are on social media are all building each other up they're all helping each other they're all trying to help each other grow and it's it's all could you say that we're all competition even though we're in separate markets i guess yeah but i mean let's let's just let's just say for example if we thought that if you thought that i was competition in my podcast and i thought your podcast was competition then we would never have this conversation and I feel like there's definitely people out there that are, that would think that there's other industries that would be like, well, no, you have a podcast talking about the same thing. Like we're not talking like, no, mine's better than yours. Whereas we're like, no, let's come together. Let's talk about all of it together because guess what? When my podcast grows, your podcast grows because when your podcast grows, when people listen to you, they come to my show, it gets recommended. And so it's a, it's a never giving, never ending give, give, give is what we try to do here. And so a lot of people have bought into that aspect and into that philosophy. And I'm very, very pleased with that and happy to be a part of uh, just a little piece of that the piece of that puzzle. That's it. Uh, no, man, I, I don't really have much. I'm just listening in, man. I'm just enjoying the conversation. Because, <laughs> you know, I sometimes I, I, I cut... Uh, I could, like I told you, I'm the king of going long winded. <laughs> I be, I, I, and I look at the, so I play, I play flag football, right? And I'm the quarterback. So the quarterback decides who gets the ball. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, but every person that's on your team, they all want the ball. They too. want they the just ball. Don't yeah. Get to make a decision whether or not they get it. Yeah. But their attitude shows. If they felt like they were open or the pass was bad or whatever, you I, you could see the expression on their face. So not that Cedric ever has an expression, but I know <laughs> I can go, bro. So I'd be like, man, let me let me make sure I try to point to him or whatever, make sure he he gets in because I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be overpowering. That's that's not what this is. It's about sharing and you know what I mean and and doing things together. So yeah, I mean, what is y'all's be, what is y'all's goal in the podcast? So for me. My goal is is just to help people who are on the fence. You got a lot of people that don't realize that they actually control their destiny. Yeah, they don't really, and it it could be they maybe didn't grow up. Uh, like I said about the church, like you grow up, especially in my church, it's called Grace Life of Pittsburgh. If if if, if you're looking for somewhere to, to call a home, man, come there and listen to Pastor Buck, and you will listen to to people who believe that like we were put here for something. You were here for something great. And, and the magnitude is unmeasured. Only, only God knows what that really is for you. But 
a lot of people get stuck in the circumstances and the situations. And I was one of those people for a very, very long time. And so now that I've seen the light and I've unplugged from the matrix, my goal is to help other people unplug from the matrix and see that it might not be long care. If you listen to anything, yeah, just translate whatever I say into your world and yeah. use it, That's whatever good. best way sees you see fit, right? Because at the end of the day, we're a lot of times controlled by the information that we have. And so for me growing up, I didn't have a lot of time to be worried about the information that could help me be prosperous in the future. And when I say prosperous, I don't necessarily mean money, um, but it, it was a, wasn't allowing me to see the world the way uh, the way I think God intended it, which is to be beautiful. Instead, I was seeing heartache and pain and, and, you know, the water being cut off and taking showers at my aunt's house, that, like a rough type of life. And so when you look, grow up in them circumstances, you don't really see the light. And so for me, my goal for this podcast is to every episode, say something that gets in someone's heart to help them realize that they control their destiny, whether it be through lawn care or for every any other aspect of their life. That's what my goal for the podcast is. I love it. My goal, honestly, um, is to, to through, you know, I I like giving out information. Um, I like, as Cornell says, I'm more the technical side of the podcast. We're giving you more of the facts and information and the statistics and things like that, that, that I know that relate and are available to me. And I want to use that information to honestly help the community, but also work on myself. Like I've had issues in the past where I don't have necessarily been comfortable being able to talk to people um, in public settings, being able to talk in front of a crowd, and honestly, just being able to just walk up to anyone to strike up a conversation. That always, hasn't always been my strongest, you know, my, my strongest set of skills. So what I'm using this platform for is not only to, you know, provide that information to other folks, but also be able to to get over those hurdles that I see within myself. So. And, and now you're sitting here having hundreds and thousands of people listen to you every every uh, every month or two here. So we're, yeah, we're trying. It's crazy. You never you never think that would actually happen, but it's it's funny how how life changes and life works. And that's something that uh, doing a podcast is crazy. You you do it to help others, but then you end up you end up benefiting most most of the time. Is like getting to have those conversations together is just really cool. I, I learned from most of the conversations we have. Like I've I've learned a lot just from having this conversation today. So. Uh, it's a it's an honor and a joy to get to do it and hang out with you guys. Well, we appreciate you being here, man. And it's funny because, like I said, I'm so amazed by your age because how you talk and the way you see the world, it just feels like you're old. I was just talking to my wife, like older, not old. No, yeah, yeah, I got. You. I, I, I was just I was just talking to my wife just last night, and I was just telling her like how much joy I have now because. I can actually see the future. Yeah. It took me, I'll be 40 in May. So my, my birthday is literally four months and five days away, but who's counting <laughs> um, till, I, till I'll be 40. And to be t- totally honest, I never seen my life at this yeah. age. Whenever I was a kid, I was like, I wasn't really seeing, not that I was, I, I wasn't a gang member or no, I wasn't doing anything to risk my life. You know what I mean? But I just couldn't see the future past, let's say age 20. Yeah, you, you weren't setting a goal and then working backwards. You weren't saying this is where we're going to be and then figure it out. Correct. And so yeah. I was just telling her yesterday, like, man, finally at 40 years old, like, I, I know, I feel like I got my stuff together. That don't, that don't mean I'm perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I yeah. finally feel like I understand life 
and the meaning of it and the purpose of it. And, and I understand time now. Like, I understand how important time is because I'm at the age where we're losing people. We've mentioned this on a bunch of podcasts. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry if it's redundant, but it's just it's my life. When I'm, it's what I'm seeing right now is that I'm at an age, almost 40, where people are just having health things. You know, mm-hmm. we just had a guy in Buffalo who made a routine tackle last night. Yeah, it's crazy. Playing football and his heart stopped. And, you know, God, let's say prayers to, I think his name is DeMar Hamlin. So prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. But people are losing their lives. Yeah, he's actually. And so, yeah, he went to Pitt, um, went to Central Catholic right here in Pittsburgh. So people are losing their lives for all types of things. And I want to really, really just maximize my time here on earth. And I feel like the best way to do that is to share share your experiences with people so that they can use it to best suit their own life. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, uh, I love it. I love it. I love everything that y'all are doing and I'm excited to see how the future grows, how the industry continues to grow. Before we let you go, Jeremiah, um, we do need to ask you one question. Uh Oh, okay. Or, you know, well, it's not, I don't think it's difficult. Um, but this, this show is not just dedicated. It's dedicated to everyone, but, with an emphasis on people who are on the fence, who are just starting out business yeah. or thinking about getting into business. So with that being said, what would be some advice you would give to someone who's just starting in business or they're on the fence and they're thinking about getting into it? Which, what's some steps that they should take early on in business? Self-educate, self-educate, self-educate. Uh, watch the right things, buy the right courses, go to the right events link up with the right people, pay the right people to, to learn from. It's uh, it's a never ending thing. Like self-education is something that I think is a reason that I am where I am today. It's like I said, I've got a long way to go, but I'm a lot further along than where I thought I would be at this age. And so there's so many YouTube, free YouTube resources, free podcasts you can be listening to. If you're mowing grass one day a week, you got 10 yards. Well, guess and you're still like, oh, do I want to go full time? Those 10 yards, you better be filling your ears with podcasts, not rap music. You better be watching YouTube at night before you go to bed, uh, watching Brian's on maintenance or, or whoever your YouTuber is that you like to see on how to how to grow businesses, how to do this, how to do that. Watch Mike Andy's about figuring out your numbers early on in life. Like Those are all things that you need to be doing. And so if you're on the fence, just, just please self-educate and get around the right people. It goes back to networking, network around the right people. And I think that will take you a long way in life. And then if you're like, oh, I, I've done the research, I just don't know. Well, guess what? Just do it. Just do it. I mean, that's it depends on where you're at in life. But a lot of times you're not going to figure it out until you just do it. So uh, take the take the risk, take the jump, and then uh, change the rest of your life after that. Awesome, man. There you have it. Good Jeremiah, answer. where can uh, where can people locate you? Yeah, man. So got the Growing Green podcast. That's on all major podcast platforms. If you are listening to one that it's not on, reach out and let me know and we'll get it on there. But I'm pretty sure it's on on all major platforms. And then uh, Instagram is at Growing Green Landscape. Same thing, TikTok, Facebook, all that fun stuff. But uh, we just we love getting to do it, man. I think y'all thank y'all so much for having me on and getting to share some share some uh little bit of wisdom that I've learned over the past couple of years with all of your listeners. And hopefully they got a little bit of value out of it. And I'm excited to see y'all in uh, Carroll, Ohio at uh, the podcast summit on January 28th. Can't, uh, can't wait. That's a Saturday for man. folks that are wondering. So thank you again for joining us, Jeremiah. Uh, we really appreciate you all listening to the Lawn Care Power Moose podcast this week and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do us a favor, leave us a five-star review with some words of encouragement and share the podcast with a friend or two. It goes a long way in helping a podcast grow. 
If you've really enjoyed what you've heard today, join us live Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Lawn Care Power Moves show on Instagram. You can follow each of us on Instagram at Mac underscore landscaping 412 and at still cuts the best. Last but not least, go subscribe to the Mac landscaping and lawn care YouTube channel. And with that said, Cornell, please leave these lovely people with another power move. It's 2023, man. You got to be networking. We've been talking about it with Jeremiah Jennings here. We're going to be at the podcast summit on the 28th. We'll be at pretty much all of the big networking uh, events this year within the lawn, lawn care community. And you have to be networking. This is the best place to get information uh, straight from the horse's mouth, man. You can live in imagination all you want, but these are places where you don't have to be in imagination. You can literally talk to the real people. Who You can talk to Jeremiah Jennings. You can talk to Brown Fullerton. You can talk to Caleb and Brittany, Naylor, Paul, all of these people, they be there. So you need to be there. Otherwise, what are you doing this for if you ain't trying to get better? So sharing info is the best way you can help people uh, get to networking events, because if you do that, you're giving people a car with the keys in it and then they can choose to drive it or not. So it's better just give the information out, let the people use it how they see fit. Let them drive the car, man. It don't got to be a beautiful one. You know, it could be a, a neon, but give them some way to to use a vehicle to get somewhere. And doing that with information, I believe, is the best way. So share information, man. We love you. We care for you. We want nothing but the best for you. Have a prosperous 2023. Thanks for joining us, Jeremiah. And we are out. Peace. Peace. Yeah. See y'all. I'ma put it down, hold it down, tilt my crown, hit a bass, let it pound, dawg. I don't play around, dawg. Run it up, run it up, all of these blessings, I pray them up. Falling like showers, they flooding up. I'm on the up and up, rising your sinners up, Lord. Blessing, I'm favored up. I need it all, ain't no giving up. City is dying, let's raise it up. Raise up the stakes, raise up my kids, raise the community up and get lit. It's not what you from, it's about how you did. It's where you at, put that on my wife, put that on my kids. It is what it is, the life that I chose. Take a chance on my own without the grace of my love. That's not the route I should go. I went from losing it all and being dead ass broke to putting trust. In my faith and giving all in these songs. Just take a look at your life and wonder, could it be worse? We in the midst of a war, these casualties can't rehearse. Before you head to that hearse, make sure you're giving your all. Anybody got a problem with the move, you can make it keep it moving and just brush your mouth. Cause we're.